Welcome to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. Teen Financial Freedom is a personal finance blog run by teens who are on a mission to equip their peers with the knowledge, resources, and understanding they need to become financially free for the rest of their lives. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. Jacob here, and today I'm going to bring something to you guys that's a little bit different. Uh, This is my first solo episode. That's right. I don't have anyone else on here with me. No guest, no other TFF podcast host. It's just me on here. We've done this once or twice before with Terry and or Chase. Um, And I know this isn't exactly what you guys are used to, but for the purposes of today's recording, I wanted to do this just because um, it's a personal story that I have to share about how I successfully bought myself and my roommates NFTs this last week. Um, We're going to get into it in a moment, but before that, I just want to mention um, that I know this episode like i already said it's going to be a little bit different i also know that this audio quality might not be the best Um, if you guys haven't noticed i haven't been on the podcast as much recently and that is because um, i actually am uh, well i started my first semester of college this last fall um, so now i'm in my second semester of college and i'm completely out of state away from my home and away from my good audio setup i actually used my brother's microphone when I was back home. Uh, And so that allowed me to get a lot better audio, but obviously I wasn't gonna take that with me down to college because it's my brother's. Um, And so I haven't had a good audio setup while I'm down here, which means that I haven't been able to record all of the content that I've wanted to. And I haven't, um, I guess I just haven't felt confident in my audio setup down here to be able to record as much as I want to. And along with that, Uh, The episodes that I have been in have been episodes with a lot lower quality of audio. So sorry about that. Um, Sorry if this isn't the best quality or the the format you're used to with it being a solo episode. However, uh, I do think this is a good story to share. I think it's a funny story. I think there's a lot of uh, learning lessons in this story, and I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, So that said, let's go ahead and dive into the story. All right, so this story all starts um, last Sunday night for me. Uh, It's actually currently Thursday night, so about four days ago at the time of this recording um, is when this story kicks off. And basically, I was just hanging out in my college dorm room about probably 10 o'clock at night, and uh, I've already wrapped up work for the day. I'm just kind of like hanging out with my roommates, kind of just chilling. And one one of my roommates walks out of his room, and he, he goes, Jacob, let's do some research on, uh, I think he said like the metaverse. And so I'm like, okay, you know, sure. He, I, he's kind of a uh, financially and tech-minded guy, as am I. And so I was like, okay, this will be fun. Let's sit down. Let's do some research. So we grab our laptops and we start kind of messing around. We're looking at all the all these different metaverse things. We're looking at crypto stuff. We're looking at um, like different metaverse um, like worlds, I guess. So we're looking at Decentraland, at Sandbox, just doing a ton of research. And then we stumble upon these NFTs um, on some website. And we're like, what if we just bought an NFT? And it was kind of like a funny joke at first. And then we started to look and we're like, hold on a second. Some of these are actually fairly cheap. Um, and so at this point, 
it wasn't just me and my one roommate, it was me and my um, other three roommates as well. And we're all kind of looking at this, we're all invested in it. And we're essentially um, just kind of looking at NFTs that we could potentially afford. And we ended up um, doing a ton of research and we thought it would be funny if we found some apes, right? If you guys aren't familiar, um, well, hold on a second. I guess before I get too far into this, I probably should explain to those of you who aren't familiar with what an NFT is, um, what exactly it is. So an NFT stands for a non-fungible um, token, which basically means it is, it's, it's kind of like crypto in a sense that whoever owns um, that specific, you know, in crypto, it's like a, uh, I mean, your, your piece of crypto is like a unique set of, of numbers that really nobody else um, has access to. I'm just explaining this in like very basic terms. So nobody can really um, ever steal your crypto because it's like a unique um, thing essentially. And an NFT is the exact same way. Basically, the way I like to explain it is it's like trading baseball cards, right? Like um, each baseball card is, is different. Um, I mean, of course they make multiple copies. So maybe in that regard, it's, it's not the best example. So maybe let's say like art. Okay. You know, if you think about art, there's really only one original piece of, uh, of art out there for all the different types of art. And so that art, that original piece of art is usually worth a lot of money. Now, why is it worth money? That's a good question. Um, it's really only worth money because people say it's worth money. Um, and that's kind of how everything works in our economy. But essentially, imagine now that art is digital, right? And so an NFT is basically digital art. And the only reason it's worth money is because we say it is. Um, but also, there's a few things that make it worth money. And that's, you know, there's limited access to it, right? Like only, you know, only one person can own that specific NFT. Now there can be infinitely many NFTs, but for your specific NFT, you're, you can be the only owner of it, right? So that means that a lot of, um, a lot of people might have interest in a specific NFT. Like for example, why, why is the Mona Lisa as valuable as it is? Just because people place a lot of value in it and they all um, desire it. So it's worth a lot of money and is stored in a museum and is arguably one of the most famous paintings out there because of the value we place in it. And so NFTs are, I guess, very similar in that. Um, it's all just based on, you know, there being a unique uh, piece of, you know, I guess just a unique piece of artwork that really nobody else has access to. Um, and then it just has value because we say it does. There's a lot of cool things you could do with them, um, the, like with real world benefits. I'm not gonna get into that. And honestly, I'm not even the best person to explain this to you. Um, so you probably are gonna need to do a lot more research than with what I'm providing you right now. Um, essentially, we did this as a joke, okay? Uh, a lot of people know that you should only invest in something if you know what you're doing and if you fully understand it. Honestly, myself and my roommates do, did not and still do not fully understand NFTs, as you could probably tell by my explanation. Um, I think it's very, very complicated along with, um, I mean, cryptocurrency is like a perfect example. A lot of people don't understand crypto 
um, yet they're investing in it. Even myself, I don't fully understand it. Um, but with what I do know, I'm, I'm pretty bullish on it. And I know that people who know more than me are also pretty bullish on it. Um, so for that reason, I'm investing in it, but still a small percentage, right? It's not the majority of my portfolio. Now it's growing um, pretty quickly as, as crypto is dropping and I'm trying to invest more into it. But it's kind of the same idea. Like you should really only invest heavily into something if you fully understand it. Um, so with that as kind of the premise, like we know that this is not really an investment, these NFTs, it was more of a joke, right? Like it all started with a joke. Hey, what if we bought an NFT, right? We all kind of wanted to um, be able to say that we own NFTs. And so kind of sticking with that idea of it being a joke, we decided, well, let's go buy apes as our NFT, right? Like if you guys are familiar with NFTs at all, you'll know that the there's a collection of NFTs, a collection essentially just like um, a set created all with the same theme and sold by one person who creates them essentially. Um, and so there's a collection of NFTs called the Bored Ape Yacht Club. And it's essentially a bunch of apes like monkeys um, that are bored and doing like different funny things. And so we're like, hey, what if we looked at, you know, buying a Bored Ape Yacht Club um, NFT and then we quickly realized that the um, price of those uh, is ridiculous. I mean, like thousands and thousands of dollars. So we're like, okay, we're not going to do that. But then we kept looking around for just apes in general, and we found this knockoff edition of the Bored Ape Yacht Club collection. And this one is called the Bored Ape Yacht Club Tribute Edition um, collection. And so we are like, well, hold on a second. This is basically... <laughs> I mean, not the same thing, but it's a knockoff version of what we were looking at. And um, it's kind of the same idea. We thought it was funny and they were a heck of a lot cheaper. The price was basically um, 0.0026 Ethereum, um, which translated to like $6.30. So we're like, okay, that's a good price. We could afford that. That's good um, money to kind of just throw away as a joke so we can say that we've bought and now own NFTs, right? So we're thinking, uh, let's let's buy like two each, right? There's four of us buying them. If we each get two, we will uh, own eight of them. We'll drop about 50 bucks between the four of us. So the next day came around and uh, I began to look at how exactly we were gonna purchase these. So we were using a website called OpenSea. Um, it's basically just a online uh, exchange or marketplace for NFTs specifically. And so we um, had to kind of do some research on how to buy these, but essentially once we were on OpenSea, we just um, kind of had to press this button to say buy. And then we had to um, basically use cryptocurrency to go ahead and buy them. So this is where things get pretty complicated. And it was honestly pretty, pretty difficult to um, figure all of this out. I, I mean, I won't get into all the details here, but I'll kind of give a rundown of what we had to do. Uh, and so essentially they're like, okay, you need to pay, um, you know, the equivalent of $6 and 30 cents of Ethereum. And so we needed to figure out how exactly we were going to get, um, that money to open seas and how they kind of recommend doing it is by linking your Coinbase wallet account. Um, Coinbase is a platform where you could, um, trade or buy and own, um, and hold on to cryptocurrencies. And so they kind of have like this, um, I guess you'd call it like a sister app called Coinbase Wallet, which is not really where you're meant to hold your um, 
your cryptos, or I guess you're not really meant to buy them and hold them there. It's more of a place where you can do transactions that are crypto related. And so I had to get this separate Coinbase uh, wallet app, transfer some money into that account from my Coinbase app. And then I was able to link that to uh, my OpenSea account. Okay, so that took a while to figure that all out. And then once I had the money in there, that's when I kind of started realizing that these were going to cost a lot more than $6.30. And here's why. Um, crypto has a ton of fees associated with it, specifically Ethereum, just tons and tons of what are called gas fees. And gas fees are essentially the fees you, you uh, pay for, for miners to process and confirm your transactions. Because the whole idea behind blockchain is that you make a transaction and then it's recorded on like this public ledger that is confirmed by all these miners. Um, and those miners, um, once they confirm the transaction enough, can say, okay, the crypto has now left your account and is in um, XYZ account, okay? And so that's kind of how this whole digital crypto thing works. And so in order to incentivize those miners um, to confirm your transaction over other people's transactions, you have to pay them a fee, okay? So you can imagine that these fees um, are kind of based on the number of uh, active uh, transactions, or in other words, the, the more demand there is, the higher these fees are gonna be. Now, I guess I didn't know much about this, um, but Ethereum fees have always been high, but specifically the last few weeks, they've been crazy high. Um, and so I didn't know this when I was getting into it um, and I didn't really realize the effect uh, that these fees would cause until the very end when I added everything up and then I realized how much I paid um, for these and I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but essentially, I just started to learn that these fees were ridiculous. I mean, it would be like, I mean, this is where, these are the small fees, okay? But like the first fee, just to transfer money from Coinbase to... I want to say just Coinbase wallet. So like their their sister app, right? I paid like probably a five to seven dollar fee on that first transaction just to get money um, in the other transaction. And then from there, um, I essentially um, had to pay more money to uh, transfer that crypto into different types of crypto and uh, to go through with these transactions. And just the fees added up very quickly. I remember at one point um, I had to transfer some money into um, a, a crypto app called MetaMask, and they were trying to charge me a $75 to $90 fee to transfer like $10. So imagine, you know, trying to transfer $10 from one account to another and having to pay $75 to do so. Doesn't quite make sense, right? So I had to go um, down a different avenue, and I'll get into that in a couple of minutes. Um, but essentially just know that these fees are crazy high and are a huge aspect of why this became incredibly um, complicated, difficult, and just kind of a mess all around. So the fees were kind of the first major issue that we ran into with this entire thing. Um, and then the next thing was just getting the right accounts and the right cryptos and kind of just everything in place. It honestly was... Um, tons and tons of steps and transactions and um, just all these things we had to do to make these purchases happen. Uh, it was just quite a lot to figure out, quite a lot of research that had to be done. And honestly, um, I mean, clearly 
I had never done this before, so I didn't know what I was doing, and that probably made it a lot longer of a process than it needed to be. Um, but even then, it's still, even for like a experienced um, crypto or an experienced NFT buyer, I feel like it's still a pretty lengthy process. Um, and it's definitely an expensive one. And I'll kind of get into the math of that in a minute. But essentially, um, it took me a, about three, I mean, over the span of three days, it took me 10 hours, I'm kind of estimating, to, I mean, work this from start to finish, from like the research, messing around with my friend stage, to the have purchased them, to the eventual transfer to my friends, um, figuring out all the accounting, and kind of like wrapping up the project. It took me about 10 hours to buy four NFTs, which is just ridiculous in my opinion, right? Like, I shouldn't have spent my time this week on um, that, I mean, it was fun. It was a good learning experience. And now I could say that I, I've done it and that I own an NFT, which is cool. Um, good badge of honor for me. Uh, but essentially, I don't, I don't know if those 10 hours were still, you know, I, I think they could have been spent better on different things. But nonetheless, um, those hours are gone. But I guess my point here is just like the entire process is just incredibly difficult, um, takes forever. And it's just not for the face of heart. Like, I don't think the the average um, crypto investor or like finance minded person in general could really um, have the endurance to sit down and figure this out. Like it was, it was a process. And so all that said, I'm not saying that to discourage you from going out and buying one. Um, you could definitely figure it out. Like, I don't think it was hard in the sense of like, I didn't know what to do or how to do it. It was just, there was issues that came up. It was um, a very long process and I had to do research and kind of um, improvise and just find new ways to do things. And so anyone could do this if you're willing to sit down and do the work, um, but it's not the easiest process. We'll just say that. So the final issue I ran into with this um, was actually transferring them to my friends. So I was able on the second day to go ahead and purchase them. So by the time I went to bed that night, I had them all in my wallet. And then all I needed to do from that point was transfer them from my wallet to um, my friend's wallet. So that's kind of where this third issue comes in. So you would think that the, the transfer process would be, would be fairly simple, right? Like, once you have acquired the NFT, surely it's it's easy to transfer it. And in theory, yes, it is. And, and now in hindsight, it actually is. But I ran into an issue that made this um, easily the biggest problem I ran into, the most frustrating, and the one that kind of had me stuck for really like an entire day. Um, and so I was incredibly discouraged and honestly was nervous that I wouldn't be able to transfer these to my friends and that I wouldn't be able to recover any sort of money from them because obviously... If they didn't own them, they weren't going to send me any money for them. So basically what happened was in order to transfer them from my um, Coinbase wallet, because my, my OpenSea account where I bought them was hooked up to my Coinbase wallet so that I could essentially say and I could look and see that I owned those NFTs in my Coinbase wallet. There's like a tab where you can go to NFTs and see the NFTs that you own. So I can see I own them, and all I'm trying to do is transfer them from my Coinbase wallet to my friends' Coinbase wallets. Sounds really, really easy, really, really simple, and it should be. And so honestly, all I was trying to do was um, 
just all I had to get was their their um, their Ethereum wallet address. So I got those and I type them in and I'm saying like transfer NFT and I go to um, make the transaction and it, it has me paying like a very, very small fee, like the smallest fee yet by far, like the equivalent of let's say like five cents in, in US dollars. Um, but the, the currency they were asking me to make the fee payment in is called Matic or Polygon. And so I was actually familiar with this um, I've invested in it before. Um, I'm fairly, fairly familiar with that cryptocurrency. And I'm like, okay, that's no, no biggie. Um, I'll just you know, transfer some money from Ethereum to Polygon, um, and then I'll be able to make the transaction. And so I go ahead and I transfer some, some money from my Coinbase account. Um, I transfer it, actually I think within my Coinbase account, I, I convert it to uh, I, I convert Ethereum to Matic. Um, Matic and Polygon are kind of like, it's the same thing. Um, Polygon is the name of the cryptocurrency and then Matic is like um, the, the ticker symbol, I guess is what you would call it, um, of the cryptocurrency. So I transfer um, my Ethereum to Matic and I send that over to my Coinbase wallet account. So I'm like, okay, now I have this Matic in the account and I'm, I have enough to where I can cover the fee and all should be well, right? but I go to make the transfer, the, the payment, um, and they're saying, you don't have enough Matic in your account to cover the fee. And I'm like, what the heck I do? I, I can see right here, I have like a dollar. All I needed was a dollar really to cover all the transfer fees because each transfer fee was like five cents. So all I did was I transferred a dollar and I'm like, what's going on here? It tells me that this is how much I need to pay. I have more than enough. Um, so why isn't this working? Um, and so I had to do some research and I eventually found like one Reddit article on the entire internet um, that said uh, that basically somebody else ran into the exact same issue. And what they had said was that um, basically the, the Matic or the Polygon needed to have been sent from the Polygon network. Um, so this is going to get very complicated for people who don't understand crypto. And honestly, I'm not even the best to explain it, as you guys can probably tell. Um, but essentially, um, all these cryptocurrencies run on separate networks. And so a very popular network is the Ethereum network. A lot of cryptocurrencies and a lot of NFTs and like a lot of this um, kind of like new finance tech stuff is based on the Ethereum network. Um, it's a very popular one, but is just ridden with very high fees. Um, and so it's, it's not exactly the best network out there. Now there's another network, um, which is called the Polygon network. And that's what usually Polygon um, or Matic runs on. And so essentially, I guess what happened would, was um, I needed to have transferred my Polygon um, from the Polygon network. And apparently I had transferred it from the Ethereum network. And I'm like, well, I don't know, like, I can't control that. I don't know what network I sent it on. I can't see what network I sent it on. Um, and so I had to do some research and I found out that if you send um, your Matic from Coinbase uh, to your Coinbase wallet, it's going to go through on the uh, Ethereum network, not the Polygon network. And so I was like, okay, I need to send my crypto to my Coinbase wallet from some place besides Coinbase. So I'll, it'll go through on the Polygon network and not the Ethereum network. <laughs> I know this is getting complicated. Um, um, bear with me and I'm gonna continue to try to kind of explain this the best I can. So from here, I had to play around 
um, with some different accounts, some different wallets, all different cryptos. I just was trying to do everything I could to figure out how I could send um, this Polygon to my Coinbase wallet account um, on the Poly Polygon network. Um, and so it was incredibly complicated. I couldn't figure it out for the life of me. And the only way I could figure it out was by paying ridiculous fees, like $75 on MetaMask to transfer $10, which I was not gonna do. Um, and so at this point uh, is when I decided I needed some help, some reinforcements. Um, so I shoot Chase, uh, our fellow TFF podcast host, a message. And I'm like, I'm, here's my, my thinking. I'm like, I know Chase has a MetaMask account and I know Chase invests in Matic. So he probably has some experience in this and maybe he could even help me. Um, maybe he could send me some money from the right, right account. I'll reimburse him, um, whatever. And he'll kind of help me figure this out. So I give him a text and we start texting a bit and then we end up hopping on a call and then we proceeded to, to have an hour and a half conversation. Um, and probably for, for the first 45 minutes, he had to help me with this issue. And um, honestly, I won't even be able to explain how he fixed this um, because it's way over my head. But essentially, he used a strategy that Terry, another one of our um, TFF podcast hosts, he used a strategy that, that Terry had taught him that involved sending um, money I'm pretty sure to a, a platform called KuCoin. I might be wrong on the name, um, but I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. You send it to KuCoin, um, you convert your money to like USDT, um, which is like a, a crypto stable coin. And then you convert that into Polygon. And then you send your Polygon over to wherever you want it to be sent over. And, th and then it like sends on the Polygon network. So it's essentially just using a platform that has relatively low fees and it has um, it sends from the Polygon network uh, to your Coinbase wallet account. So he walked me through that process. Actually, he didn't. He actually just went through the process himself and sent me some money um, from his account, and then I reimbursed him accordingly. But um, eventually, we got that figured out. We got money in my Coinbase wallet account, um, and it was essentially like it actually showed up as two different kinds of Matic. I have my Matic from the Polygon network and I have my Matic from the Ethereum network. And so the second I had that Polygon from the Polygon network in my Coinbase wallet account, I was able to make the transfers. Um, and so I was super excited about that. Um, stoked to have finally figured out what had held me up for so long. Uh, and I was finally able to, to make the transfers. So after the transfers had gone through, I essentially um, was done with the majority of the work, I mean, I had bought the NFTs, I got them transferred to my roommates and they eventually went through. Um, so I was excited about that, excited to kind of wrapped up all the hard tasks. Then it was just a matter of kind of wrapping up the financial side of things, doing some accounting to figure out how, how much it all cost. And then, um, you know, giving my, my roommates the amount that they owed me so that they could pay me back. Uh, I could kind of take that money, reinvest it back into the proper cryptocurrencies, um, and then move on with my life. And so I, I went through and I did all the accounting. Um, it was kind of painful to go track all the different platforms, all the different transactions, and find all the fees that I paid. Um, and so I started to add them all on a spreadsheet. And honestly, it, was, it wasn't pretty. I realized quickly that this was incredibly expensive um, and essentially, um, I'm just gonna cut to the chase here. Uh, I added them all up and I looked at the total and the total was $204. And 
I don't know exactly what you guys were expecting, maybe higher, maybe lower, um, but mind you, the NFTs each cost individually $6.30. Um, and I don't even know if I ever told you guys, we were planning on buying eight, um, but we ended up only buying four because we were worried about uh, how much they um, were gonna cost with all the fees. And so we bought four NFTs for $6.30 each. So it should have cost us around $24, $25, um, but end, ended up costing over $200 with all the fees. So that just tells you how much uh, those fees really start to charge you. Um, granted, there were a few mistakes I made in there. Um, at one point, we didn't have quite enough Ethereum to finish the final transaction um, for the final NFT. So we had to bring in more money, which cost us more fees. Um, another time, like when I tried to send money to MetaMask, only to find out that it was gonna cost me $75 to transfer it to the right place. Um, I ended up just having to leave my money in MetaMask because it was gonna be too expensive to get it out. Um, and so through all of that, I essentially made a couple mistakes that I said cost roughly um, you know, $40. So I ended up telling my, um, my roommates that you know, I'll, I'll cover $40 of those fees that were kind of my mistakes. Um, and then you guys, uh, we could split the remaining $164 between us four. And so each of us paid $41 for our NFTs. I paid an additional um, 40 to cover some fees that I kind of screwed up. And so in total, I ended up putting in $80 uh, into this NFT project to own um, basically, well, I guess not just one NFT. I ended up getting two NFTs for free um, just by purchasing those other ones. So now I own three NFTs. Um, I know it kind of sounds silly to have put $80 into something that I'm probably never gonna see a financial return from, um, at least directly, but you know, it was a learning experience. I, I learned a lot of new skills. I learned a lot more about crypto, how it all works. Um, and so I'm confident that these um, skills and knowledges that I picked up from um, this, this experience is gonna translate into areas that are gonna pay off, um, whether financially or not. So I, I don't regret it. I, I mean, if anything, the only thing I regret is spending 10 hours of my week on it. Um, but then again, it was a learning lesson. It was fun. And now I can say that I've done it. So um, that's basically the story about how I, uh, I bought my first NFT. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Once again, sorry about um, any you know bad audio, um, bad quality in general. And hopefully you guys enjoyed this different this format. Um, I know it was you know not what you guys are used to. It was probably a lot to hear me talk nonstop for. 30 plus minutes, um, but I appreciate you guys if you stuck it all the way um, through, and I just hope you guys learned something from this, or if nothing else, got some good entertainment, and kind of hopefully have a better understanding of how the whole process works. Um, generally, I would not recommend getting into NFTs for the average person. If you're really into it, and you're kind of a nerd like myself, and um, want to kind of learn more about it, maybe give it a shot. Um, but for the average average person, average investor, uh, I would not recommend it. At least at this point, there's still um, so much more that needs to be simplified and made uh, just better for the average investor um, before this kind of becomes a mainstream thing. Um, so, you know, you could, you could learn about it for sure through things like this. But for the average person, 
Um, I, I just wouldn't recommend it, especially if you don't want to lose money like I have. But, um, you know, if you just want to give it a shot for the learning experience, I, I definitely recommend it. Um, so that said, that's kind of everything I have to share about the topic. Um, if you guys have any comments, questions, um, whatever about NFTs or just other finance topics or advice in general, feel free to shoot us an email at teenfinancialfreedom at gmail.com. We always love hearing from you guys. And we actually get a surprising number of responses from people who listen to our podcasts and then uh, you know feel um, led to, re- to uh, reach out to us. So we love seeing that. Um, and we love kind of getting to connect with you guys and help you in any way that we can. So feel free to do that. Otherwise, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you kind of know more about the topic now. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. We would greatly appreciate it if you could subscribe, leave a review, and share this with someone who needs it.